Hello, we love words. Written, spoken, hinted, shouted, gentle, outrageous, and always enlightening. Intriguing. But there again, we are library staff. You'd expect nothing less. So tune into Library Words for interviews, memories, business tips, stories, and more. We'll talk to authors, poets, and local people, always keeping you usefully entertained. This episode of Library Words aims to highlight the Local and Community History Month, raising awareness of our local community's past. Christopher Marlowe was born in Canterbury in 1564, son of a shoemaker. He attended the King's School and then went on a scholarship to Corpus Christi College, Cambridge. And it was while he was still a student at Cambridge that he became a literary superstar of the Elizabethan age. He was a predecessor of Shakespeare and is noted for his establishment of dramatic blank verse. He was also an accomplished poet, and his most famous poems are Hero and Leander, which contained the immortal line, Who ever loved, but loved not at first sight, and also The Passionate Shepherd to His Love, which I'm now going to read. Come live with me and be my love, and we will all the pleasures prove that valleys, groves, hills and fields, woods or steepy mountain yields. And we will sit upon the rocks, seeing the shepherds feed their flocks by shallow rivers to whose falls melodious birds sing madrigals. And I will make thee beds of roses and a thousand fragrant posies, a cap of flowers and a kirtle, embroidered all with leaves of myrtle. A gown made of the finest wool, which from our pretty lambs we pull, fair-lined slippers for the cold, with buckles of the purest gold. A belt of straw and ivy buds, with coral clasps and amber studs. And if these pleasures may thee move, come live with me and be my love. The shepherd swains shall dance and sing, for thy delight each May morning. If these delights thy mind may move, then live with me and be my love. Marlowe's first great success as a dramatist came in 1587 with the massively popular Tamburlaine the Great, parts one and two. Now here is an excerpt from Tamburlaine, uh, of what Ben Johnson later referred to as Marlowe's mighty line. Nature that framed us of four elements, warring within our breasts for regiment, doth teach us all to have aspiring minds, our souls whose faculties can comprehend the wondrous architecture of the world, and measure every wandering planet's course, still climbing after knowledge infinite, and always moving as the restless spheres, wills us to wear ourselves and never rest until we reach the ripest fruit of all, that perfect bliss and soul felicity, the sweet fruition of an earthly crown. Now, following Tamburlaine came many more dramatic successes. Dido of Carthage, Dew of Mortar, Edward II, and most famously, Dr. Faustus. And this included the immortal description of Helen of Troy. 
Was this the face that launched a thousand ships and burned the topless towers of Ilium? Sweet Helen, make me immortal with a kiss. Her lips sucks forth my soul. See where it flies. Come, Helen, come, give me my soul again. Here will I dwell, for heaven be in these lips, and all is dross that is not Helena. Being a playwright in Elizabethan England was a dangerous trade, but Marlowe courted danger with involvement in the shadowy world of spycraft and intelligence. In 1593, allegations had been posted around London inciting riot and violence. They were signed Tamburlaine, clearly leading the authorities in the direction of Marlowe. And on the 20th of May, 1593, Marlowe was arrested and brought before the Privy Council to give evidence. He was released with no further charges, but little did he know that he only had 10 days left to live. On the 30th of May, 1593, Marlowe was invited to a meeting at Eleanor Bull's house on Deptford Strand. Now, this was not a tavern as so often reported, but um, it was a private house that was actually rented out for meetings. And what was also perhaps less known was that it was a safe house for government agents to meet. The men that Marlowe met with were Robert Poley, Nicholas Skears, and Ingram Freiser. All men were known to have worked in intelligence for the Warsingham's, Sir Francis and Thomas. At some point in the meeting, a fight broke out, allegedly over the bill, or the reckoning, as it would have been known. And Marlowe was stabbed in the eye by Freiser, who later alleged self-defence. Marlowe was killed in the incident, and following an inquest, England's foremost poet and dramatist was buried in an unmarked grave in St Nicholas Churchyard, Deptford. A plaque on the wall of the churchyard was later erected, giving Marlowe's epitaph a quote from Dr Faustus. Cut is the branch that might have grown full straight. Now, there is great conjecture about the life and death of Christopher Marlowe. Probably the best book to read on the subject is Charles Nichols' The Reckoning, which gives expert analysis of all the main theories. Um, one rumour that still persists today is that Marlowe actually staged his own death to take the political heat off of himself, which was extreme at the time. Um, not only were there all the, the, the sort of the Tamburlaine rumours, but um, he was also uh, known to have atheist views. And it meant that he was um, in quite uh, a difficult situation. So the rumour went, he had himself killed off and then uh, assumed another name and continued writing plays. Now, the other name that he was uh, supposed to have taken was William Shakespeare. Um, not many experts really give this much credence because 
the style of Marlowe is so very different from Shakespeare. Um, and the fact that Shakespeare himself uh, makes reference to Marlowe and was known to have actually worked with him at one point. So um, that one is not entirely one that experts hold with. Marlowe's most recent appearance in popular culture was in the TV comedy series Upstart Crow. Uh, in fact, in that series, Shakespeare writes all of Marlowe's plays for him because he can't really string two words together on a page. Um, but anyway, he, uh, he certainly uh, is a main player. Um, so for Christopher Marlowe, poet, playwright and spy, has perhaps the saddest connection to the area and that he spent his last day on earth here on Deptford Strand. So Christopher Marlowe, rest in peace. You will find the links for Lucian Voices and for the local and community history month in the episode notes. And the plays of Christopher Marlowe can be borrowed from our libraries. Thanks for listening and catch us again for more library words. Remember to subscribe to never miss an episode and links to all of our social media can be found on the podcast summary.